Hello and welcome to a very special episode of First Issue Club. It's me, Greg, riding solo, alone on the mic. No one can tell me what to do. No one can stop me from saying anything I want to say. But don't worry, I won't go too off cuff. I'm just here to let you guys know that no, Christmas did not come early. In fact, Christmas is late. We didn't get you guys anything last year. So to make up for it, we're dropping this episode that you're listening to right now. And it is a kind of a a, a peek behind the curtain, if you will. Uh, uh, a look over the wall, the paywall that is Patreon. We have um, a Patreon. We talk about it every episode. Um, we try to get you over there because we have so much more content for you to enjoy and consume. We have videos, we have some interviews, we have some series that are dedicated just to specific comic book events. Um, y- you name it, we got it. Um, so we just wanted to drop this in here uh, for you guys to listen to it, see if you like it, see if you don't. It's definitely not because we couldn't find a time to all meet this week and talk about comic books. That's certainly not the reason why we're dropping this episode. Um, not at all, despite what you might hear. That is not the reason. We wanted you to hear this and enjoy it. If you do enjoy it, go to patreon.com backslash first issue club. We're there. You can find us. And for $4 a month, that's less than a comic book nowadays, you can become a exclusive member of the Patreon and get all of those back episodes, all of those videos, and all of the hilarity that you're missing out on. And you know what? It's just a good time. It, it, check it, check our Discord. We got tons of Patreon members there. They love it. So enjoy this little morsel of a Patreon episode. We'll be back next week. We saw Black Panther. Did we like it? Did we not? We did. We liked it. But what specifically did we like? And were there any Easter eggs that we saw that we want to talk about? There is. Uh, we got a ton of comic books to talk about. We actually have about two weeks worth of comics to talk about. So it will probably be an extra long episode. Um, yeah, so I hope you guys enjoy it because we have a, a blast doing this. And um, until next week, remember to bag and board them. I guess what makes those shirts, I don't know, like worthwhile, is what my father-in-law has told me, is that the material that they're made with is like really soft and like super comfortable. And that's why people like say they wear them. Is this a bit? No, I swear to God, like the, the, my, Caitlin's side of the family wears Life is Good shirts all the time. No, I just think they have brand loyalty. It's like the Diet Coke of shirts. The the thing I'm wearing is a pretty normal shirt. (laughs) But it's not life is good. Yes, it is. Yeah. He has a life is good shirt. On. Oh shit! Does it feel comfortable? Like than any other shirt? Feels like a normal shirt. Feels like a fucking shirt. Then they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. <laughs> if you don't know this first issue club where we talk about life is good shirts, they do know because it's the Patreon. <laughs> but if you don't know, go to a hospital and get your head checked. <laughs> they don't know that sometimes we dip into fashion. <laughs> We're fashionistas. Would you consider yourself a fashionable man? No, I would say. No, me, no. Why would you answer? You're wearing that a vest. Me? He's looking at me when he's. I'm fashion. Yeah, you're. Yeah, you're up on it. 
Yeah, you can see these shorts I have on, mm-hmm. and then I got a shirt on underneath. My body doesn't allow me to be fashionable anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think you have to have a sexy body to have, be fashionable. Oh, look at that printed shirt. That's Thank pretty you. dope. Yeah, somebody yep. on an, um, America's Next Chef was wearing this shirt. What's it called? British Bake Off. Was it Noel Fielding? No, is this guy, this is actually a sad story. The, this Somebody said, this guy looks like you, and sent a picture to me. And the guy was chubbier than me. And then I said, what's sad is I actually have that shirt. And it was this shirt that I'm wearing. What does him being chubby have to do with anything? Why do they think he, I was chubby, guy? I want to be. Why didn't they send me a picture of, like, Hulk Hogan in the 80s? You're so vain. <laughs> <laughs> you probably think this shirt is about you. <laughs> you know you're not chubby, right? Thank you, Greg. That's very nice of you to say that. Yeah. Um, yeah. it's it's fine. I don't care. I'm a I'm a dad. <laughs> you're just pudgy. I'm uh Hey man, pot bellies are in right now. They are? Dad bod. Dad bod was five years ago. Ah, sorry, buddy. When it applies to men, it never goes out of style. So once you say dad bod, it's dad bod forever. <laughs> Thank you, Seth Rogan, honestly. Thanks for like not trying at life and then just pull your jeans up over your belly. Yeah. I do I do that with my underwear. Oh, I've learned to do that. Yeah. Oh, it's like man spanks. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Yeah. I pull. My, I pull all. All my underwear goes over my belly. I okay. So for <laughs> where are you getting such tall underwear? Uh, the, I wear like the shorts one, the briefs, mm. boxer briefs. Yeah. Those and are the, taller than normal underwear. It, I think so. They can be pulled up easier without going up your crack, like briefs. I, okay. Yeah. I order all my underwear two sizes too big in case I want to pull. Oh them. gosh, so you're just like <laughs> flopping around. But it's spandex. And then hem them. <laughs> you bring them in on the sides so they are big and they can fit up to like yeah, yeah. Oh, i wish to god to be that rich one day where i can get my undergarments hemmed hemmed they're up to your like rib cage i bought um a spanx thing for like the like wedding. a man a female a man. for like my yeah. yeah it's like so like when i wore my shirt it wasn't like kind of weird and bulging oh, okay um i didn't wear it for the wedding because i bought it and then I tried it on, and I could not fucking breathe. This thing was, like, crushing me. Oh, uh, so, okay, so that was revealing uh, weird purchases. I bought um, a dress shirt that um, buttons underneath your underwear like a baby. Did you really? Yeah. Have uh, you worn it yet? Um, I Okay, I ordered it on eBay from somewhere in an Asian country two months ago. Still have not received it. That's common. <laughs> when I get it, though, I think oh it's going to change my life. I have seen these on like those wish apps and like just like being yeah. made fun of in memes and stuff. I want to try them on just to see what it is. They're fucking genius. Everybody I know, every guy I know that's tucked in their shirt, which I know you do, mm-hmm. it's a big problem. Your shirt comes untucked yeah. all the time. I don't care what body type you have. Yeah. This fixes that. And you look, look like a fucking idiot. Every time my shirt comes undone, yeah, people are making fun of me, and they're saying things like, oh, what do you do, spend your whole day tucking in your shirt? Mm-hmm. My boss knocks my papers out of my hands. <laughs> what do you go, fucking idiot? Cutting corners again there, Greg. I see your yeah. skin one more time, you're fine. <laughs> yeah. If I see your underpants pull over your belly one more time, Lick Ty, you are out of here. You know the fashion is tucking in of the shirt. <laughs> so that ends fashion time. Now begins comic book time. Woo-wee. We got Blue Flame. Oh, yeah. We're going to talk about Blue Flame a little bit. Christopher mm-hmm. Cr- Cantwell book. Mm-hmm. We're a fan. Is that safe to say? Of Christopher Cantwell? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. big time. Yep. He actually plays into a little game we're going to play earlier for me. Oh. Or a little later. Wait, you're picking real writers? I thought we were picking characters. 
No, 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 no. For the writers, it has to be comic book writers. Oh, you're right. Okay, got it. Okay. Let's explain what we're going to do. Okay. Okay. We're, do- we're doing an SNL fantasy draft mm-hmm. where you get to pick, I, th- I think I said four to five cast members. You mm-hmm. said five cast, mis- cast five cast members. Okay. Two interchangeable hosts. Nope. And then three writers. What was the what was the one? One weekend update person. Oh, I'm sorry. That's right. Oh, I meant host as weekend update host. I'm sorry. I miss I misspoke. Got it. One or two weekend update people. Yeah. Okay. My host would be Miss Piggy. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. She's hosting the show. <laughs> Obviously, I think we all would have picked Miss Piggy. Yeah, That's the only She's reason I left it off. Mm-hmm. So we're picking superheroes for that, and then uh, we're gonna pick three staff writers who are real comic book writers. Mm-hmm. Who would you have write the show? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do we want to get into it? Let's do it. Okay. I'll start. Okay. Hit it. It's my dumb idea. I love it. I might as well have to suffer through it first. Oh, boy. I can't wait. I'm a huge Saturday Night Live fan. Mm-hmm. You've been. I got to go once. Mm-hmm. Did you watch the... Have we talked about the Elon Musk episode? Yes. Oh, gosh. I thought it was funny. I thought he did a, a great job. What? Do we live on the same planet? Yes. I thought for who he is, yeah. he, he managed to get through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, totally. I've he, seen I've seen people do a lot worse who should do a lot better, and you know what I mean. I like that yeah. he's real about his autism, I guess. But other than that, I was like, this man, why? It is weird that he was a host. Okay, that's the thing. If if you're talking about why he hosted or whether or not you like him or not, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. Another thing is, was it a decent episode of Saturday Night Live? I think it was, especially it, for how weird of a choice he was to host. Mm-hmm. They did a good job of making him like even make a little bit of sense on the show. When he announced the performing guest though, it was like so cringe worthy. Like his delivery. They're, they're always cringe. His delivery. Every time no, I, don't, they're, they're, I don't know why hosts can't tell no, the people Briti- who the, the British black guy was awesome. He was suave and cool and like what? The guy from the from Get Out. Yeah. 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 I forget what his or name no, was. No, not not Get Out. Um British black guy. He not was Ed Idris? No, he was recent because they were they were doing all the like all the Academy yeah, Award. Yeah, he people. was the guy from who did Get Out. Get Out. Is, okay, yeah, yeah, he's, in he's, uh, Black Panther. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he he made, he made the joke that like, I'm British <laughs> and black. Like, <laughs> right, we but, exist. But when he delivered like the guest, it was like cool. It was like sure. It's I think it can be done, but his was awful. Yeah. Well, isn't there that the famous meme of uh, who's the most recent James Bond? Um, Pierce Brosnan. No. Anyway, Guy Guy Pierce? No, he's a director. <laughs> um, anyway, the the meme is him just going, "Ladies and gentlemen, the weekend." Oh yeah, that's that guy's awful. Why did he? Say, is this like why did you say it like that? Because I think they like don't know the artists, and then they're like, it's kind of like that John Travolta thing where I, it's like, I don't believe people don't know who the weekend is. I think they don't. I think they live in a bubble. When they're like the the weekend, or they're like, is it weekend or is it Mister Weekend? That's like a joke they like to say. Oh. Sir Doctor Weekend yeah. has he got his degree? Is yet? his last name End? Hi, <laughs> Week. Last name End. A terrible joke. <laughs> that's not I've me. Never, I've never cut anything out of the that's, page on that's, before. That's and not I me swear making to the God, joke. I'm going to cut that. That's out. not me making the joke. That's the that's the guy who doesn't know the weekend making the joke. Okay, it's a joke about him. Okay, let's Ooh, do it. That guy should be crucified. <laughs> 
All right. My SNL superhero fantasy cast. Cast member number one, Mystique. Fuck! Because she can play anything. She, she can play yeah. any role. Oh, my God. She's going to be great for politicians. I think I would just get a kick out of looking at the actual person and having them say ridiculous things. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think her humor would be kind of dry. Mm-hmm. My comp for her, Robert Downey Jr. type. Iron Man, you mean? No. No. Right. SNL cast member. You forget Robert Downey Jr. was actually a <laughs> cast member for one season. A lot of people. Forget I was trying that. to think. There's not a lot of people Are you who being had serious. Yeah, yeah. Early, early on. There's not a lot of people on SNL who have like a more dry sense of humor. Like a lot of them are. Yeah. Oddballs, crazy. I mean, Norm Macdonald was really dry, but he didn't. You're Ke- your Kevin Nealons. Yeah, but those guys weren't in tons of skits. They were more Weekend Update guys, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I just thought Robert Downey Jr. Kind yep. of a dry comedian. Yep. That's my first pick. I don't know what that was. Sorry. <laughs> Hope that it picked up on the mic. All right. I got two picks in one here. Okay. Uh, Quantum and Woody. Okay. They're funny. Oh, wow. Okay. Very physical. Uh, this is a valiant character for anybody who wants to know. They're, yeah, valiant characters. It's a funny book. Mm-hmm. They're both goofballs. There's some slapstick. But I think both of these guys could also play a straight man. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking... Tim Meadows, Mike Myers types. Okay. Sure, sure, sure. So I got three people already. Mm-hmm. Had to put in Peter Parker. It's my dream cast. Is he, As is he Ky- like your uh, Kyle Pete Moody? Davidson? I I put a Mikey Day type. I think he's... Oh. I don't... Uh, Pete Davidson is kind of like out there. <laughs> he can only play himself. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> there is no other Pete Davidson. Um, I think Peter Parker is more just like Normal guy who's kind of a goofball. Yeah. Sure. Like uh, Colin... Jost. Jost. Colin Jost is, yeah, good comp for Pete C. Parkers. Okay. Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's yeah. That's your Molly Shannon. Did you, the written down like, yes, thank you, wonderful. That's good. My Molly Shannon is Harley Quinn. Yep. Uh, I mean, I... I thought about this one a little bit because I was like, she's kind of a disaster and a psycho. Mm-hmm. And how would that translate? And then I was like, well, Molly Shannon kind of plays disaster, psycho, over-the-top characters. And there's been plenty of psychos on SNL. Mm-hmm. So maybe kind of like perfect. Yeah. No, it's 100% spot on. Okay. My news anchor. My weekend update guy, Howard the Duck. Fucking god damn it, Mike. You're making me That's have yours to... too? Yeah. You're making me have to change them on the fly now. Oh man. What are the chances? It's perfect though. He's like the uh Kevin Nealon and um who is the guy that says rant all the time? Uh <laughs> I I actually thought of him as Colin Quinn. Oh even better. Yeah. Even better, Colin Quinn. Perturbed, annoyed, mm-hmm. sort of host. I don't know. Oh, who am I thinking? He's he was like a Republican. He's like a Republican now. He's oh, Dennis Miller. Dennis Miller. Oh yeah. Ha-cha-cha. Yeah. Ha-cha-cha. I don't want to go on a rant here, but <laughs> that guy sucks. He sucks now. I'm sure he actually did suck back then too. I'm sure we have a lot of overlap in our staff writers. I would be shocked if we don't have like two overlaps, specifically you and I. Chip Zdarsky, fucking mm-hmm. bastard. My number one. I put Kelly Thompson in there. God damn it. What? Really? Yeah. 
Okay. Hold on. I'm going to whis- whisper to you my third. And if we get all three, it's going to be Buck Wild. Okay. Christopher Campbell. It's not him. Okay. Zeb Wells is my last one. Oh, and but he has ties to SNL. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Which is why you put him there. It's not why I put him there. He writes a hilarious comic book. Did he write Lockjaw? Duh. I don't think so. You know what? That's a good question. Oh, that may have been a Kibble Smith. Kibble Smith. Kibble Smith. I like this him. was an he wrote an Ant Man book that had me like crying laughing. Yeah, it was so good. Yep, I don't laugh when I read comics. I mm. think Kelly Thompson was the just Brodock alone. I was like, yeah, this is like a mm-hmm. perfect her, skit. Her sort humor of thing. hits you after you read it, like after a couple pages, because yeah. you're just like, wait, what the fuck did I just read? Yeah, or like what was on that shirt? And you, her humor makes you flip back and reread a comic, which yep. is like so great. Agreed. Funny lady. Yeah. I've got a beautifully diverse cast and crew. Mm-hmm. You did it. I've successfully completed the SNL Hero Cast Challenge. <laughs> well done. It's like the aggro crag of casting there, bud. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'll do uh, mine now with my cast. Um, I'll start off with someone like Mystique. Yep. Morph. More uh, there you go. perfect. Mm-hmm. Also capable of changing their appearance. Yeah, play different characters. May have a better sense of humor than Mystique. Yeah, well, yeah. well I don't was, know. He I seemed was kind, of, kind of a serious character. He seemed like just mentally disturbed. What the fuck happened to Morph? He died. He died in the animated series. I think he only just existed in the animated series. Is that true? Yes, that is true. Actually, I remember that now. Yeah, and they killed him. He died from like a sentinel attack. I was gonna say. 90s character in my head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. He's only in the animated series. He's only in the animated series. Weird. Yeah. You're kind of blowing my mind right now. My second cast member, the Joker. <laughs> okay. Okay. Joaquin Phoenix is the Joker. Yep. That's pretty good. <laughs> Just like A I, specific I, Joker. I feel like the Joker is the Pete Davidson character. Oh. Yeah, okay. Like kind of like that weird ace Unhinged. in the hole, like yep. you don't know how he's going to go. He might not show up for the show tonight. Mhm. Totally. I love this casting. Yep. Bruce Banner. Bruce Banner? Because he is your Chris Farley character. He can play straight and then he can go completely wacky when he yeah. transforms into the Hulk. Okay. Big guy swinging around physical yep. humor. So that's your twofer. You actually get Two identities with that one. Oh, that is smart. I I considered at one point a multiple man. Okay, I, I okay, but that's a good man. one. Yeah, that's a. I was multiple man's on my list because he's is it really? Yeah, because he's got a good sense of humor, and you could just fill out tons more cast members. Totally. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I think that's five for me for the cast members. Okay. Um, we'll go with writers. So Christopher Cantwell because. Yeah. He wrote that Doctor Doom series. Yes. And the Iron Man series right now is really good. But that Doctor Doom series was so dark humor, yes. irreverent humor that, like, I think that um, kind of like, uh, uh, oh, what's going, what's his name's escaping me? A kid handsome. Uh, he just I got out of re- he just got out of rehab. He dumped his wife and now is dating Olivia Munn. Oh, John Mulaney. John Mulaney. Oh, okay. I don't know if John Mulaney's canceled. Is he canceled? I think he's just a shitbag for divorcing his wife uh, and going out with Olivia Munn. Yeah, I don't think he's. Uh, in any of the way. 
Any of the way. Any of the way. I think Christopher Cantwell would do great. Yeah. It took me a few issues to be sure that Doctor Doom was supposed to be funny. I it bordered on this like weird line of like, mm-hmm. is this is is this funny? Yeah, am I supposed to laugh at how silly this is, or is it just like way off base tonally? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it was as funny yeah. we, as we literally learned mm-hmm. out. Uh, next up, Daniel Kibblesmith wrote for the wrote for Clickhole. Yeah, has written for many other satire magazines. Surprised he hasn't written for SNL. I think he wrote for some um, late night guys. Yeah, I think it might have been Seth Meyers or uh, Colbert. One of okay, them. I didn't know that. That's cool. I think he had di- um, dipped into that for a little bit. He's written many, many great comic books. He was supposed to be writing the um, the new Warriors book that is somehow in limbo. Yeah. Um. So I would love to see him on the cast. And then for the final one, since you you took like all of mine, so I'm trying to like think on the fly here, but. Um, you know what? I'll, I'll just go with Chip Zdarsky. Yeah, I mean have that's to. that's just assault. Like he yeah. is not only super hot right now as just a writer. Yeah, but he has written some of the funniest books. Funniest writer in comics, in my I opinion. think uh, we talked about Zatara. Is that right? Before Zaptara, Zaptara, Captara, Captara. <laughs> it always takes us a few tries. Yeah, <laughs> that is probably the funniest comic book I've ever read. Wow, that's it- crazy. And this is why I like Chip Zdarsky doing Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. I think I I think I really really appreciated him when I saw him do Spider-Man because he's it's not like hokey funny, and a lot of people write Spider-Man as like camp, like bad puns, nothing that's actually clever, mm-hmm. and. It's almost like a not funny person is told to write a funny character, and like that's what you get. Okay, I see what you mean now. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. You can't you can't write a character who's supposed to be funny if you're not a funny person. <laughs> right. That's yes. why like Deadpool has suffered so terribly, but with so many writers because it just turns it devolves to like shitty potty humor. Right, because they think that's what humor is. Right, and that's like the easy joke to make. Totally, like cursing and. Shit and poop jokes is like the lowest rung of yeah. the comedy ladder. I will flip through an entire Deadpool book and not crack a smile. <laughs> uh, it's happened many times. And I think for a lot of people, you're like, oh, funny superhero. Except for Deadpool. Kelly Thompson's. Kelly Thompson's. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah she's, yeah. she's She's known the character. I, Brian Posehn wrote he, for Deadpool for a while. He did it was, great. It was phenomenal. Yeah. And he's a stand up comedian and like a comedy writer. Colin so. Bunn didn't do bad, but he didn't go the comedy route. No, kind of just which is smart. Which yeah. is like if you can't do comedy and you're just supposed do to do Deadpool, yeah, yeah, then don't. Yeah. Um, okay, so my weekend update picks are I based them off of Tina Fey and um, Amy Poehler, Amy Poehler, Jessica Jones, and She Hulk. Oh, I'm jealous of that. Two best friends, yeah, can be catty with one another uh-huh. and deliver solid lines. Yep, totally. I think that is like what I want to see. Totally. Yep, I love it. That's such a good pick. Thank you. Jessica Drew could have been either one of them too. Yeah. Oh, or or Silk or any right. of, any of that group. Mm-hmm. There's that small pact of like women who oh, are best yeah. friends. Yeah. Like a- any one of those two would be wonderful. So great, there's great my SNL challenge. I have completed mine. Um, I didn't really do it as well as you guys did. <laughs> <laughs> my I, five uh, my five picks are all Mephisto. <laughs> I uh, I thought Juggernaut would be funny in, 
in costume. <laughs> he's always in costume. Mm-hmm. Just like a maid outfit over his juggernaut outfit. Yeah, he just thought it'd be like, oh, can't fit him into this set. <laughs> uh, I thought Batman would be funny mm-hmm. just because his delivery. I thought Raven, I don't know, she seems mysterious. <laughs> I uh so I yeah those are those are some of my quick quick hitters. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, my writer though, do you want to hear? It? Dark yes. comedy. Yeah, it's very dark. Um you guys are going to love this one. So the famous Joseph Schmalky who has written You guys don't remember? Ho- hobo? Murder hobo. Murder hobo. You <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> Come on, the cla- the classic gold murder hobo. So fucking funny. Um, <laughs> uh, no, you guys killed it. That was good. I, I don't want to... If I added stuff, I would take away from the perfect cast that you guys had. So that was that was good. I like like N- SNL as I like kind of view it, but I think that I'm always surprised that it's still a popular media format because <laughs> it seems to have been like, why do we need it to be live? Why do we need it to be appointment watching? It just seems like a little bit dated, but it's been like on fire this year, so timely and fun. Yeah. And it's and it is like, you know, the the pinnacle of all best comedians. I just am probably a very B team watcher of it. If it wasn't live, does it lose mystique to you guys? I think it loses yes. its name. But <laughs> <laughs> well, if it, if it wasn't on Saturday, yeah, for one, and it wasn't live. I'm just saying that that still works for you. That it's like a live show. Yeah, because yeah, sure. then then it's in Living Color or it's uh, the other other Mad, Mad TV. Mad yeah. TV. But here's the thing: SNL really had its rebirth. I think is thought of to have had its rebirth when they started doing the digital shorts with like Justin Timberlake and Lonely Islands. Yeah, mm-hmm. like and so the fact that it broke away from live is probably what saved it. Yeah, that part of the show's mm-hmm. heavily pre-taped. Yeah. It's it's weird being in the audience when they show one of those things cuz there's like TVs all over. Okay. So you can like watch the stuff. Yeah. It's kind of bizarre. It's, it make it makes sense. Well, and it's weird because the the studio is so small that you can only see like two actual sets. Mm. And so there might be whole skits where you're not actually like looking at the people. Oh, performing. I didn't realize that. Yeah, sometimes. Cool. So, so if you're in that upper rung, sometimes they're underneath you, so close to the wall that you're just looking at an empty stage. So you have to look at the monitors to like Whoa, see the show. I did not know that. Yeah, but think about this. Like, do you remember um, like Home Improvement or Coach or things like that? They would be like filmed in front of a live studio audience. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's like. That was a gimmick. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and it's like, this is the gimmick that sustained the most famous franchise of comedy history. Yeah. You know, it's a gimmick, though. <laughs> right. It, it doesn't need to be lie. It doesn't make the comedy better. I think it does. Well, I don't. Th- I think the funniest memorable skits in the last 10 years have not been live. I think it's for I me. Think the skits where they break. And start yeah. laughing are like <laughs> people really love that shit. That's, yeah. like, that's kind they of they love it, but me. like Lauren hates it. Yeah, he wants it to be perfect. I would be in the Lauren boat because I don't like it, it. The that's not you're not making the like break show. You're making good comedy, so it's like yeah. I, right. and, and I I honestly hate Jimmy Fallon. I I think he's fucking not funny and terrible. And he did the worst Trump interview ever. He should be crucified for that. And he's the Maybe king. Not that bad. He's the king of break. That's all he did 
was yeah. laugh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's like literally his fame on SNL was laughing. I guess that's a relatable guy. <laughs> but <laughs> Yeah, it's like he was like the everyman like Yeah. That he he is like what I would be if I was on that show. Like I just couldn't keep it in. <laughs> um But getting back to your point, I think SNL for me is like a tour de force of creating a show in a week that is relevant and funny is uh kind of like masterful comedy to me it they, it the guardrails on snl you're right is probably what makes it funny the fact that they have these rules it mm-hmm. has to be live although it's not all well, live. yeah well they, it, it, they have to make costumes sets they have to like be on the pulse of what's happening in the news in in, the, in pop culture and everything and the musical performances are probably the the most premier spot to get of uh your tour more than any light late night show. Yeah, if these you're days. A, yeah, if you're a, even a veteran act or a new act, like hitting SNL is like a cool gem to put in your crown. Oh yeah, it's one of the only things where like seeing how the fudge is made mm-hmm. makes it better. Right. Yeah. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah. I I know that. Like, did you ever watch the South Park documentary? That's like. Oh yeah. How, how they get in a room yeah. together and like yeah. power out an episode in a week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's how they make them so relevant so quickly. I, I do. I. I mean, if you're gonna say that didn't make it better, I think it 100 percent did. I, that I, made I, South Park a lot better. I, it made me love South Park. Yeah. yeah. And the same thing with SNL. If you see any like behind the scenes stuff, there's this really weird thing, which, um, again, canceled person, but, uh, oh my God, what's his name? Louis C.K. Nope. Um. One of the dude roles was Seth Rogen. He was in The Disaster Artist. Oh, James Franco? James Franco uh, made a documentary about making his week of SNL. Oh, or like okay. He, or like after he was at SNL, he hung around for like the next host and made a documentary about like how it goes and what people write in the pitch room and stuff. And it's really good. It's a documentary. Yeah. A full-on documentary. Yes. I honestly think I would watch a for real show about how they make an episode of SNL. Yeah. Like weekly, like a weekly show. I would, oh, yeah. I would watch that every day of the week. It might be better than the show. Just the drama of like do we get it done quick enough? Right. Yeah. yeah. And how people interact with one another and like yes. fight. Like I mm-hmm. I want to see that. I want to see how like 30 Rock's the closest I have <laughs> to an idea of what it's like to make SNL. Right. It is, yeah. It it it's funny. It it's surprising. I think that like this year, among more than other years, it had a huge comeback. Maybe it's just because I actually appointment watch it now. Like I go back and actually watch every episode I never have before. Because mm-hmm. I feel like it's like I'm like, what did they say about the election? Or like, what would they have to like have yeah. this take on the pandemic or some? I don't know. There's better casting now too. Mm-hmm. And I I love all of the like. The bench people that they—I don't know what to call them—but the like the non-official cast members that they're like kind of trying out. I think yeah. they're all usually pretty funny. It's some of them. It's like insane. They're not cast members like, yet. Like, like uh, uh, Bowen what? Yang isn't. Oh, Bowen Yang is going to be, oh, he's or gonna, he's just going to fuck he, off and make his own career. He's going to be, be fine. Yeah, yeah. And then Chloe Fineman is also she's incredibly funny. Not so good. And then yeah. uh, is the shrill lady? Is she she's a full cast member. She's, yeah. Yeah. she's been a full cast member for a while. Uh, okay, Eddie Bryant. Oh, she's really funny. And then the lady from uh, our home city, um, Heidi Heidi Gardner. Heidi Gardner, yeah. Who dates full cast member Deb Wells? Deb Wells, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's got a solid cast. I would snip 
a few out just because I love Chris Red. Oh, I Chris love Chris Red's gonna be a star. I, I love Chris Red, but he's in Keenan's new show, mm-hmm. and I just want to see Keenan and him buzz off from SNL and just go work so Keenan was supposed to be like out two seasons ago right you're gonna have to burn Keenan out like a tick he's like <laughs> Tim Meadow he's like no, he's like I'm not going anywhere no he said he ca- like straight up said this is my last season he was like I've you know I I never planned to go further than all that and here I am <laughs> I don't think he's ever gonna leave I think he's just I think he truly loves comedy he's yeah. so good at it he's so fucking talented yeah yeah he's hilarious um. Yeah. All right. SNL. That was good. Sorry, that turned into an SNL podcast real quick. That Sorry. Was okay. No. I. I. That's why I pulled back on my like list. Is I was like, you guys nailed it. You know it better. It's. It was a fun. In my head, it was a way cooler segment. <laughs> I thought it was. Fun. I think it turned out. Okay. I think it landed well. Okay. okay. Um. You be the judge, Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> then we want to talk about a vault book called Blue Flame. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Blue Flame is also the name of a Little B album. Who is Little B? Is he a rapper? Is he the guy who curses people? God, you don't know. Yes. Yeah. Oh, wait, we've talked about this. He lays down curses (laughs) over Twitter. Yeah, he might be like the best rapper. He's the bass god. (laughs) Have you heard of Eminem? (laughs) (laughs) Venom. Yeah, he's got like an album called White Flame, and then Blue Flame, he's like lots of flaming. So uh, this is a book called Blue Flame. Mm-hmm. And by uh, Christopher Cantwell. Yeah. If we haven't said that yet. And uh lo and behold, it's a gritty uh bad people are also superhero book. It had like seven covers. Yeah, we needed this one, huh? <laughs> I think Vault is trying to establish a superhero verse for their Is it you really think so? Mm-hmm. This is one of my New Year's resolutions was to get more into Vault and to like really like boost yeah, they've been making it hard for you. Booster them. And they have not been making it easy. <laughs> this book is a sleeper, not good book. <laughs> I liked it okay, but part of me was that, am I such a Chris Cantwell fan that I was just trying to make it happen for myself? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, we were talking a little bit about how the book made sense or not mm-hmm. before the podcast started. Mm-hmm. And I think I might have put some extra meaning behind it just because I was like, it's got to be better than this, right? <laughs> like, there has to be another layer of depth. It was weird because it's like, I I guess I, I do, I'd like to see a documentary on this. Uh-huh. When it's like somebody's on the big two circuit. Yeah. And they're like, okay, it's now's the time that I got to go independent. And here's how I'm going to do it. Yeah. I've got this story and I'm going to take it to this publisher and here I'm going to like do it there. And it's like, I... I think that it shows you that sometimes having big edit in your staff is good because this book, this book needed editing. There was random storylines that didn't tie in. Yeah. The general like merging of the two stories of the main characters didn't ever really merge together. And it left you on a cliffhanger that was unexplainable, if not even uninviting to the next issue. Totally. Do you think this book would have benefited from being a double issue? Well, I think every book usually does i know we have that stance but yeah. this one specifically but the thing is if it's written as a graphic novel and then sold as comic books it's a bad comic book it is you ha- you write com- the format yeah you write comics as a single issue comic looking yeah. at you berserker <laughs> yeah fuck you berserker uh but i i i think that this is yeah fine if this is a cut up graphic novel which i d- it don't i've not read that anywhere normally that you can suss that out 
this was just a straight first issue of a new superhero league, mm-hmm. which is like it at this point in time, which blows my mind that Radiant Black is actually a comic book still and, and not bad. Oh my god, the Radiant Black twist? It's good. It, I know. But what I'm saying is that <laughs> like I did like it, it's good. But it what good. I'm saying is that I don't want to like, talk about it though. Come on. <laughs> but but what I'm saying is that like you have to do first of all, the first issue does not lead you to believe what the it, what the comic book becomes. Radiant Black. Radiant right? Black, yeah. But you have to go that forward with it if you're going to do superheroes. Like y- y- if you're going to do another superhero thing, you can't do Watchmen anymore. Yeah. I mean, that was the fucking 80s. I think we forget that. Like that wasn't the nineties. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like that, that was also the Watchmen perfected that. Right. Like it's just like, okay, we gotta move on from this then it's because f- forty years ago. Yeah. And so, you know, or whatever, thirty plus years ago. Tom King has said every book he writes is almost a Watchmen ripoff. He does like nine panel grid. I like, love that he's oh, like yeah. self aware to Half say the that. Time. Yeah. So if like if you're gonna do something with superheroes and not just straightforward superheroes, like you gotta find a niche. You gotta figure it out. Even my Mark Millar's like Jupiter Rising, Ascending, uh-huh. whatever that is. It's like I liked it, but I'm kinda like, I don't know why this is different than other like gritty superhero bullshit. I think I think as an independent writer too, you gotta really watch um when you pull out the superhero thing because mm-hmm. people just speculatively go gaga for like, oh my gosh, the person who wrote this cool indie book and this cool indie book is doing a superhero thing, yeah, which yeah. Ha- just traditionally has more legs in a comic book industry. Which is so, if you're shooting your shot, don't blow your wad. I, I yeah, think, right. I think shot the best shot was Black Hammer, where it's like that's like, absolutely true. Jeff Lemire as like a hero on an independent. Like, how, how can I reinvent the superhero thing? He he did it. He he fucking did it. I think mm-hmm. he nailed it. He yeah. And I yeah I, yeah. yeah. And I love Invincible too, mm-hmm. but Invincible is done. Like you did it. You you turned the arc of like you knew this superhero family, and then they went bad. Spoiler alert! I guess thirty issues in, um, <laughs> and and it's like it's an amazing comic book. Like mm-hmm. beautiful. I've not watched a television show. I'm sure it's just as good. But like, what are you gonna do that that comic didn't do? Well, Black Hammer does something else. I don't really know any. I I, I think not. I think it's the the role of the writer not to telegraph when they're gonna pull the carpet out from underneath you. Mm-hmm. Like you're talking about Black Hammer, Invincible, um, Radiant Black. Like all those writers, Ir- Irredeemable was Irredeemable. Awesome. Like yeah. they were able to trick you, of just like you didn't see this twist coming. Yeah. Like. M. Night Shyamalan has fucked himself <laughs> because now everyone who watches anything yeah. that he makes is just like, there's a fucking twist here. Oh, I he, know it. Um, there's a How I Made This with an interview with him, which made me love that man. Like, I, I thought he was a one-trick pony. Mm-hmm. And just listening to him talk and his process and his thoughtfulness, I was just like, oh, this guy's like a good guy. Like, he has to have thick skin because oh, people love to he didn't give a him. shit he's he's I, everybody should listen to it because it's like it made me a fan of his okay cool oh. I'll, I'll have to find that out i was like oh this guy's cool actually um yeah so i don't it, this is the thing i think for us for anybody but it's like we don't need more superhero books and if you're gonna do it do something crazy and i can't think what that crazy thing's gonna be we had the issue with project patron <laughs> that was a rough book again Writer we really liked doing a superhero independent thing. Oh, uh, something in chief. What was the what's the commanders like? in chief? Commanders crisis. in crisis. That book. The same f- writer. Well, so that first yeah, it was the same writer. Steve the, Orlando. The first issue was actually good. 
Uh-huh. And then the second issue was I was like, oh, wait, like, you're not going to lean into this president thing. <laughs> and yeah, I'm like, the fact that they were all the presidents was insane. Yeah, make them like lean into that president thing. And then they didn't do it. I'm trying to figure out why both of those didn't pop off. Because Steve Orlando, I typically love stuff that he writes. Mm-hmm. But Commanders in Crisis was too convoluted. It, it like it bored me of just like this is like not was, even fun to read. Yeah, it was it was like a quilted blanket that you look at it and you're like, none of this goes together. This is just somebody learning to quilt. Yeah, this <laughs> is like somebody's t-shirts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What didn't he write something on DC that was a hit? Uh, he did. I can't think of it right now, but he's 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 got hits that we everyone hears is like, oh yeah, like that book fucking slaps. Yeah, that TKO book he wrote was awful. Oh my god, it was so bad. Yeah. Which one? Um, he was a name that was on my radar that I'm like slowly just like I don't know if I need to. <laughs> I don't know if you're good. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you write comics that make sense to me. Yeah. Um. So I don't the know. The poll. Yeah. There we go. Was it? Oh right. It made almost no. This is a TKO book he wrote. Yeah. It makes almost no sense. Not good. Well, even with Project Patron, like the concept alone was just like okay, like. Shadow government wanting to make sure that people feel comforted that their superhero isn't dead, so they make a fake one that is controlled by, like, five different people. Interesting. Didn't fucking land. It was dull. It was so dull to read. And the characters felt like cardboard. Yeah. Um, I don't know. The On the reverse of this, which we talked about on one of these issues, on one of these episodes, another, like, trope is kaiju. But I feel like... Oh... You could just do, in my opinion, you could just do kaiju over and over again, and it's, like, kind of fine. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about Ultra Mega. Uh, Oh, yeah. God, that book is so fucking good. It's so good. I stopped reading it. It gets way good. Really? Yeah. It's intense. Um, Every time I read a kaiju book, I'm just like, okay, this is not bad. You know? Like, I don't read Power Rangers, I guess, but. Yeah. It's too, Ultra Mega's too expensive. Oh, It's still, like, $8 an issue. Yeah. Well, because it's, like, it's, like, the headlopper model. Yeah, yeah, but it's staying on a more planned schedule than Headlopper. Hey, yeah, Headlopper was spaced <laughs> out like a few months at a time. Well, no, it was just a quarterly book. Yeah, right. It was like yeah, well, four a year. Yeah, Ultra Mega is coming out every on two three. weeks. Is he's it? he's practically done with the book. Yeah, he's just chopping it up and giving it to us every other week. I might do the trade of that. That'd probably make for a more enjoyable read for that, and like. I didn't say it in the episode, but Made in Korea, I may just trade weight that because it's like one of six, one of four. So, like, I feel like I want to get the whole story yeah, just I, pieced together. I really liked it a lot, but I was just like, this first issue is like, it's tough for me to be like, what am I going to, What where does this go from here? Well, for me, I was just, I know I'm going to forget things as new issues come out because they're going to be spaced apart. I, yeah. Enough where I'm gonna be like, I don't want to reread. I also like kept on one. being like title surgeoning it. Okay. And being like, why is this called Made in Korea? Like, is, I know that's like a reference to like things that are made in Korea or whatever. Like, you look at the back of a toy. Sure. And stuff. But I was like, is it, am I supposed to like, is it supposed to be like more in depth about actual Korea than I really realized? Like, I don't know. No, but, I think it's just supposed to add more like, objectivity to what the person is mm-hmm. that the mm-hmm. you know 
again contrasting between the ai is made in korea yeah, yeah like it's just and... like it's an it's an object not a child yeah yeah it's or it... like the revolution of free will and the ai was made in korea like the guy was there and made the code it's all whatever. manufactured and made right mm-hmm. yeah regardless of what the end product is but yeah. i don't know i'm gonna keep buying that weekly monthly i'm excited to read the new robin too I know we all haven't we haven't read it yet. Yeah. yeah. I'm very excited about Robin. More I, flatline. I am shocked to I it, I just need to see why he does it's not dead. <laughs> Lazarus Pits. Lazarus Pit, yeah. I mean we know that, right? But I just want to see how the I wanna see it illustrated. The process. Yeah. Is Roz gonna be there being like, You shitty disappointment. <laughs> you grandson of mine. Ugh. I taught Batman everything he knew. I think the end of this year, 2021, the year of our Lord, Greg Lichtai is going to be the first ever one to give Batman his his due and say he was the shining character of 2021, or just DC in general. They have had absolute missiles dropped on the comic book landscape. They're still my publisher of the year. They are. And just, Batman's my book of the year right now. We've been like giving them that. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're just dropping. Hits. And Marvel is whiffing reptile. Oof. <laughs> we yeah. talked about it as when Mike D was out of the room. That book accomplished what it wanted to accomplish. <laughs> it in, made, in Marvel's eyes, it made some money. Yeah, it made mo- it. It definitely made money. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm right there with you where it didn't need to exist. But. Yeah. And this like reborn shit. With Marvel, mm-hmm. Heroes Reborn, I passed on. Like Magneto, wasn't that the thing? Yeah, yeah. King and Black was like kind of cool, but it was also a little disappointing in the oh end to God, me. Oh my God, it was so long. Yeah, it took a long time to get to like everything's okay. I thought there were going to be longer, larger repercussions. Yeah. Um. Empire was Empire a fucking, fucking blue. Oh my God, so bad. <laughs> What's the uh the book where it's like the Justice League? Oh. Uh, Squash and Supreme. Yeah, yeah, you're talking about Heroes Reborn. That's Heroes Reborn. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I don't mind that because it's like in its own pocket thing where I don't need to care about it. Yeah, and like it's fine that it exists because it's like doesn't it's fuck up the main timeline. Yeah. But oh, in the Marvels or whatever. That's another thing. Oh yeah, the Mar- I haven't read the Marvels yet. And neither have I. The covers look sweet. Yeah, I have issue one that I can crack open and peruse. Alex but... Ross is a pimp. <laughs> pimp. That guy's straight up pimp. Alright, see ya, Patreons. It was good chatting with you. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so abrupt. <laughs> I guess it is that time, though. Yeah, it was good. It, uh, Happy trails to you. Thanks for supporting us as usual. We thoroughly enjoy you. We're on the moon. Pressing stop on the record. Mm-hmm.